Welcome to the Five Points of Articulation Podcast. I'm Daniel, and with me is my cohort, Jose, as we discuss toys. Jose, welcome. How's it going? It's going, man. So, as we do every week, or every time we record, let's talk about what you've picked up. What have you grabbed lately? Wow, I pretty much got a lot this past week. I pretty much got the entire second wave of the uh, Transformers War for Cybertron Siege um, collection. So I pretty much I picked up Starscream, Soundwave, uh, Ironhide, Prowl, is it, right? That's his, that's his name? Did I mess it up? Yeah. Prowl, Six Gun, and I can't remember the uh, female Autobot's name. Oh, it's not uh, not Alita 1, not Moonracer. Uh, Chromia. There you go. I got all of them. I was like, not Alita 1, not, not Moonracer. I was naming all the other females. Not RC. <laughs> I was, like, super excited to get those. Um, I love the detail... We we're just telling. I was talking to you earlier. I love the detail on Soundwave and, and uh, Starscream. A cool little battle damage, more like decal paint. And I put it next to Megatron. And Megatron just looks flat, plain. You know what's that plain? I don't know. You really think so? A little bit, not too much. I kind of wanted like more, like kind of like maybe laser burns or like singes on them, or like a little more, like a little more pop. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's Megatron. He doesn't get a lot of pop. That's true. <laughs> What else did I collect? What else did I got? Oh, I also picked up uh, the DC Multiverse Shazam movie figure. I've seen those in the store, and I was tempted to grab one, but I decided to pass on it. H- how are they? Um, he looks pretty good, actually. Like pretty good. Arch- it looks like pretty good architecture. I haven't opened them yet. I might save it for maybe a toy chest review before the movie comes out. Okay. Um, he looks great. I wish I just wish he had more accessories. Like, he has like different hands. I wish he, they gave him like a. A big gulp or like a cell phone, like you see in the like, promotional posters, and maybe some like lightning effects too. But I'll manage. I got it for ten bucks. It was on clearance at Walmart, so I wasn't. I was like, all right, I'll pick this up. Huh? Was there anything else that you grabbed? Uh, Just what you told me about one more thing. I also grabbed the uh, the uh, Studio Series Transformers line uh, Shifter from the Bumblebee movie. Shifter was the red car. Yes, that transformed to the fighter jet. That's right. Uh, it looks amazing. The only gripe I have is like it's her face. It looks kind of weird and mashed up. The only thing I could think of a face looks like. I don't know if you've seen uh, Eraserhead, old film from. Uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, like you know that weird looking like baby thing. That head looked kind of weird and wonky. That kind of reminds you of it. Uh huh. Shifter's head here, but. Now it's not a triple changer, right? No. It's just the okay. just the vehicle, just the car mode. I know they made a helicopter version of uh, I'm sure the other the other Decepticon. Is it Dropkick? I, I believe it's his name. Yes, Dropkick. Yeah, they made the helicopter uh, version of him, and then later on this year, we're gonna get the car version of. Him. See, I think th- that's a cop out. I'm sorry. They had a perfect opportunity to make both those figures into triple changers, and it wouldn't have been hard. And they just made two separate figures. And I think that's that's a cop-out. <laughs> yeah, same here. 
Because I'm pretty sure later on we're going to get Shifter in their fighter mode. It'll be the same size as like Starscream from the movie wave and charge 30 bucks from or for her. More than likely. And more than likely I'm going to buy it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just because? Yeah, because she looked cool <laughs> in the movie. So, so you know, I want to kind of go back real fast. You were talking about how you picked up, uh, um, oh, what was her name? I already forgot her name. Uh, Chromia mm-hmm. this past weekend. And uh, was it Chromia? No, who? Yes, it's Chromia that's the figure, right? The, the female Autobot, the light blue yes. speeder. Yeah, okay. I'm like totally drawing a blank here. So anyway, so she's she's molded after um, some of the molds that came out from, uh, not not War for Cybertron, but the, uh, what was it? Power of the Primes. Power of the Primes, thank you. And Power of the Primes had combiners. And if I'm not mistaken, um, her mold is very similar to like Moon Racers and um, Nova Star that came out with Power of the Primes. Alita One is the body. Later this year, we're supposed to be getting another female Autobots that's kind of of the same same mold, and her name is going to be Greenlight. So we'll finally be able to build an all female um, Autobot uh, combiner out of these 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 droids using the Alita One body. Now that's not to say we haven't had a female. Uh, combiner before uh with the victorian set that came out uh i guess during the combiner war series but uh i just think it's kind of cool that there'll be a second um all-female combiner it just took forever for all the pieces to finally come out mm-hmm. um so if you have the other three so if you have chromia and the other two from uh power of the primes just wait for uh for green light to come out and then combine them with your alita one and bam you got yourself another combiner oh, cool <laughs> so just a little side note well, awesome, man. So, uh, so you picked up basically a bunch of Transformers this week and some some Shazam figures or a Shazam figure. Anything else? Uh, I also picked up the little accessories from War for Sight. The uh, was it what are they called Battle Masters? The transfer to like little weapons for the Autobots or the Decepticons. Yeah, they'll always be Target Masters in my heart. But sure, Battle Masters, I like it. Let's go with that. <laughs> well, there's like I think it's called like Battle Masters, and there's like there's another name for them too. I remember what's it called? Uh, yeah, they're battle masters. Okay. That they turn into guns and weapons and things. Yeah, I picked up the one that looks like a, it's a pterodactyl, transforms an axe. So I think, hey, ain't really cool for like one of my Autobots to hold. Yeah, two new battle masters actually came out. Wave two of the battle masters. Um, so there's like a I can't even remember. Don't even get me lying on what they are, but I just know that I saw them on the shelves. I haven't picked them up yet, but there's like a crap ton, so I'm not worried about missing out on them. Um, but I did get the first wave, the first three, which is like a little lion. Um, two guns, and I believe it was the axe. I like, yeah, I'm just waiting for the uh, Laserbeak and Ravage yeah. to come out. So I, I want the most. So, like, Laserbeak and Ravage, I'm totally waiting for, and I'm also waiting for uh, Refractor, you know. Oh, my God. So, uh, fans of original G1 will know that that character was actually named Reflector in the original series, but... Yeah, Refractor is coming out soon, and I can't wait. <laughs> uh, but what else? Um, me, I haven't been doing a lot of collecting, but I did pick up two things. The first thing uh, came into me in the mail. I forgot that I pre-ordered it. was the uh, General Grievous Star Wars Black Action figure. Which, he looks amazing in the box, and I haven't removed him yet, and I don't know if I'm going to. <laughs> so, um, I probably will. So, expect to see a review on him on uh, Toy Chest, probably here in the near future. 
The second figure I picked up, and I think it was a total fluke because I haven't seen it anywhere else. And matter of fact, I was at my local Target yesterday, and this guy was like throwing through the Transformers. I'm like, what are you, what are you looking for? He was like, I'm looking for Optimus Prime. And I was like, oh, dude, I picked him up a couple days ago. Um, it's the Transformers movie, Bumblebee movie, Optimus Prime, the G1 style one. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I just happened to walk in, and there he was, and I was like, oh, I'm not passing this up. Um, so he is now in my collection. Still in the box. I haven't removed him yet, but, man, he looks fantastic. Uh, he's, like, perfect scale. He's about the same scale as the Voyager class Optimus Prime that came out for the War for Cybertron Siege line. Um, so he's slightly taller. Than, I mean, he's, he's perfect scale with the Bumblebee figure, if you got the Bumblebee Studio Edition. Uh, perfect scale for him. It just it's it's a fantastic looking figure. I'm I'm so glad, so glad that they released that toy because it's it's awesome. It's probably one of the one of the best movie figures ever made. And that's before I even taking it out of the box. Do you think they'll release another like movie figures? I kind of like a Blitzwing a Blitzwing one. Man, I would love to see all the characters. But you know, I started thinking. I, I've been watching Bumblebee. I have it on digital right now. And I've been kind of watching it. Uh, I think I've watched it about three or four times now. And, uh, and you know, don't get me wrong. I've only watched it like completely through like twice, once in the theater and then twice here at the house. So I guess technically three times, but the other couple times I've been kind of just fast forwarding through certain parts and just kind of watching it. And I, I keep watching that opening segment, which is amazing by the way, if you haven't seen the movie and I look at all the transformer characters that's on the screen and they look very, very similar to the War for Cybertron Siege line. So I think technically we are getting those figures. Because <laughs> <laughs> Soundwave looks just like the toy. Um, Starscream, they transformed into the Tetrajets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it look- looks exactly like from the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, they look like the figures that we've already got. So, I mean, you add this Optimus Prime into the mix, and, you know, if all we need is the freaking. Uh, the Bumblebee version. What was what was he called? B um, B one two three or B one two eight? Whatever the heck he's called in the movie. Um, if we get that version of Bumblebee, we have all the characters that were seen on screen. <laughs> so, yeah, I just uh, now I would love to see a Cliff Jumper. I would love to see an RC. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other characters they had. Huffer was in it. Um, was Ratchet in it? I, I think so. Yeah, Ratchet was in it at the very beginning. He was one of the ones that was talking. So yeah, I would like to see some of those guys, but for some of the other characters, though, especially the Decepticons, were definitely seen on screen. Even the Ironhide figure looks almost like the Ironhide that was in the movie. Matter of fact, I, after we get done recording this, I'm going to go back and watch it one more time, and I'm going to have all my toys with me, and I'm going to pause it and look at them. <laughs> Analyze. Like, yes, I have this one. That's that one. <laughs> okay, so next wave will be this one and this one and this one. <laughs> You know, it's it's kind of funny because I'm, I've been trying to figure out where they've come up with the whole War for Cybertron trilogy theme from. Now, I know it used to be a video game. I know a video game came out several years ago called War for Cybertron. But it made me wonder if, like, when they were making this Bumblebee movie and they did that whole opening segment, if they're like, this would make a great toy line. And thus, War for Cybertron was born. <laughs> it's, uh, maybe it's a toss-up. Like, should we, make a, should we bring back the Cybertron games or we just make toys? It sounds like, why don't we do both? Like, no, we'll just take one together. What makes more money? I'll figure out just the toys. Yeah, the toys probably make a lot. I mean, because you can never find them. They're they're on the shelf, and they're on the shelf for a few minutes, and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. 
So and it's the same thing with Star Wars. I swear my local Target has not restocked Star Wars since that last, you know, when I picked up uh, Padme and Holdo. They still have not restocked any of those Star Wars figures. So I still have the same four Target-exclusive Chewbacca's that's been hanging on the pegs now for the last month and a half. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to go snatch all those up so the pegs are empty so they can be like, oh, I guess it's time for us to reorder. Let's get more Chewbacca's. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that makes me mad is there's other targets in the area that have the Gamorrean Guard. And there was one target I went to. They had like, I, I swear it had to have been like 10 or 12 Gamorrean Guards. And you know, those were pretty rare to find back when they first were released. Mm-hmm. And those things go like like that. I mean, they're, just, they're gone. But that other character, um, I can't think of the character's name, the one from Solo right now. There's boxes upon boxes that are just sitting there. I'm like, put this thing on clearance already and get it out of here. <laughs> yeah, same thing with my target. It's like it's empty. Or or follow people's like like Snapchat stories. They post their toy finds, and like, oh, look, I found the Bumblebee toy Optimus Prime, like a target like two miles away from me. And I'll race over to get it, find and find it because they'll, they'll post like there's five of them. I'll go find it, and nope, it's gone within minutes. Yeah, it's because someone posted it on freaking Snapchat or Instagram and was like, yeah. hey, look what I found. And everybody else was like beating you there. Or I even asked the local employees in my local Target, hey, I was wondering if you guys are going to get like anything new or do you have it in the back? I'm like, oh, nope. It's usually they'll go in to the go in, stand in, probably sure inside the back room for like five minutes, come back out. I'm like, nope, we don't have anything new. I don't, I don't like talking to my local Target guys because they're just like, oh, we don't know what we're getting. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, whatever we got, whatever we got. <laughs> if it's not on the floor, it's it's not in the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't know you were a poet. But, yeah, so it, I, I'm glad that I found, or I'm glad that I got both of those. I also got the shipping confirmation about uh, Charles Xavier, so he should be on his way to me. He was just released officially. I don't know how you got it early, or I do know how you got it early, but shame on you. Shame on you for not supporting local or the actual businesses, but uh, but yeah, so he should be here soon. Um, trying to think if there was anything else. Oh, there was one more thing I did pick up that uh, I haven't talked about. Um, are you familiar with He Man? Yes, I am. So there's a company called Funko. I don't know if you heard of it. They come out with these little annoying squished bobblehead looking characters um, called Pops. I think I heard of them. Yeah. So they've also been coming out with action figures. And I don't know if they got, I, I don't know how the whole story came about, but they, they started creating these He-Man inspired action figures. Um, started out with like the horror movie line where they had like Jason Voorhees, Pinhead, Leatherface, all these characters that were squant and squished like the He-Man characters, but they looked like barbarian versions, you know, so that you can interact with them with your classic He-Man toys. Then they released Thundercats versions. So you have lion Chitara, Mumra, all these characters from the Thundercats series that are, again, in the same scale as classic He-Man. So, again, you can have your classic battles of He-Man versus Thundercats if you wanted to. If you, they, they are fully compatible with the original He-Man toys. Well, I guess towards the end of last year, they released a series called DC Primal Age, which consists of Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, the Joker, Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Aquaman, Superman, King Shark... And other characters like that. They also have a castle. The, it's called the Batcave. And it looks like one of the old school, basically like Castle Grayskull. Um, and they also have two giant uh, animals that Batman and Joker can ride. 
One is Ace the Bat Hound, and the other one is this like hyena looking thing that Joker rides. They they're basically the same size as as Thunder. Uh, what was his name? I was getting ready to say Thundercat, uh, Battle Cat, and Panthro or Panthra or Panther. I can't remember what his name was. The purple cat that uh, Skeletor used to ride. So they got these He-Man inspired DC characters, and I was like, holy crap! So I picked up Batman, Joker, and Wonder Woman. Haven't removed him from the package yet, but. Look for that on a future episode of the Toy Chest. I will be doing a review on that as well because I th- I thought those figures were really cool, and they're not expensive. Um, they run twelve dollars a piece, so you can get yourself a pretty pretty decent sized collection pretty quickly um, without spending a bunch of cash. The castle itself, if you got the Batcave, which actually comes with a lot of accessories and it's in scale with your figures and everything, and you can set it up as a nice little diorama and everything, runs sixty bucks, fifty nine ninety nine at Target. Actually, at my Target, it's on clearance for about 35 bucks i am sending you money right now <laughs> 35 dollars, really yeah well i'm hoping it goes on clearance at my target here really soon because wow those would be awesome and also some of the figures you're talking about too are also on clearance like uh, batman uh superman joker i think there's a king shark one that i think they marked down to like six bucks i think that's crazy yeah, they're not they're not on clearance at my my area. Um, they actually the pegs they actually sell out here. Um, I had a I found Joker. I like I had to go to a completely different Target to find Joker because I could never find Joker. I, that was the one I wanted with Batman. Um, but yeah, just they always sell out pretty quickly here on my on my store. So yeah, it's just something I thought was really cool. So I I picked them up. I thought they looked great, and I'm hoping Funko does a Marvel version because I think that would be kind of cool to have like barbarian style marvel characters versus the dc characters but i don't know if marvel will release a license to funko or not to do that i'm sure they'll do that i mean they have the pops and stuff so i figure you know what why not you guys make barbarian versions of it <laughs> i just think it'd be cool a barbarian spider-man or a barbarian thanos or a barbarian iron man it's just like can be easy that would actually be really can't cool be easy just like his shield and like his little like bandoliers that like shaped like a star there you go <laughs> Yeah, each figure comes with a, a shield of some sorts and some sort of weapon. So, like, Batman has a sword and a shield. Wonder Woman has a sword and a shield. Joker has, like, this, uh, I guess you can call it, like, a sword. It's a little, like, a, it, to me it looks like a dagger, but it's it's a sword, and he has a little shield and everything. It's, it's just really cool. I thought they were really cool. And it made me wish I still had my old He-Man figures, because I would totally have, like, Batman teaming up with He-Man. <laughs> but I guess that's it of all the stuff that we've picked up. Um, let's talk a little bit about some... Got some toy news, action figure news. The first story I wanted to talk about, I thought was kind of funny. Um, so I guess on a website in Australia, it's called news.com.au. They're reporting that there was a X-rated toy that shocked unsuspected mom at Kmart. <laughs> so if you read the article, it talks about how this uh, lady by the name of Catherine Douglas uh, was shopping at a Kmart store with her two daughters and they came running up to her with this, this thing in her hand that was looked very much like a, <laughs> a penis. <laughs> and after a closer inspection, it turned out to be a giant finger, but from far away, it actually looked like a squishy flesh colored uh, penis. <laughs> So, um, this toy that, that, that the kids found was called Orb Oddities Fusion Foods. And what it is, is it's these phallic-looking vegetables. 
<laughs> so like bananas, corn stalks, pea pods that are like rainbow color that you actually peel them like the actual fruit. And they have weird stuff on the inside of them, like multicolored bananas, fingers, <laughs> weird pea pods that are weird shapes. Um, this article talks about how several of these items look very suspiciously like sex toys. And after looking at these images, I would very much agree with this. Um, the lady posted the images on Facebook and her images actually got banned from Facebook because she felt, or she's assuming that uh, Facebook, the administrators thought that it was too racy for the groups that she was in. But I just thought this was a very funny story. Can you imagine going to the store and your kid walking up to you with this thing that looks like a, I mean, for lack of a better word, a penis <laughs> in the store going, look, mommy, look at this cool toy. Um, it was really funny because as I'm reading the article, she goes, she says, when I grabbed it uh, from her and took a proper look, I was relieved to see it was some sort of toy. But at that angle, when I first saw it, I was quite worried that it was in my child's hand. So, you know, she's worried that her kids running around the store with this thing, waving it in her hand. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. And, you know, the picture of the actual toy itself is a giant thumb, but it's all one solid color. But if you flip it around, it looks, you know, if you look at the bottom of your thumb, just picture that gigantic and you can kind of see what she was talking about. <laughs> so it's just, it was, it's kind of really funny. Um, so basically long story short, orb oddities, fusion foods, very phallic looking toys. Um, the market, even his website claims that they might be looks suspiciously like sex toys. I just thought it was really funny. I'll post a link to the show notes so y'all can see what I'm talking about. And let us know in the comments if you agree, if you think these things look like sex toys, because boy, I do. Is it a buy or a pass? Just let us know in the comments. There are five dollars. You can't pass them up. Um, Next thing I kind of wanted to talk about isn't really news, but um, we're, we're starting to get more images of the Ultra, or I'm sorry, the Omega Supreme figure that's coming out from Hasbro later this year, part of the, uh, the War for Cybertron Siege line. First of all, I want to say, holy crap, he looks freaking gorgeous. Um, they even got the freaking face right. I mean, he looks, he looks beautiful, man. I, I Wow. <laughs> but secondly, and this is the thing I really wanted to talk about is he's, he's standing in one of these pictures that they have, that they have the test figure, you know, the test figure being the all gray model standing next to devastator, the combiner wars devastator that came out a couple years ago. And he probably towers over him by about an inch and a half. This thing is going to be massive. I mean, he's not as big as some of the other bases that came out like Metroplex and Fort max, but he's probably going to be about the same size as Trypticon. He's huge. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this. He's massive. He looks amazing, beautiful. I'm trying to figure out his um when he transforms. I wonder how big is his um hub station. I believe that's what it's called, or I don't know what's another term for it. I know his body is supposed to turn into like a tank thing that's uh runs the track, and then the middle portion is supposed to be a rocket launch station because his arms combine to form a rocket. Okay, I I, I kind of call it the hot wheel yeah, playset because it looks like because I mean, the picture that they showed of it showed it. All looking um, Hot Wheels, very variations of it with all the little tiny transformers running around. Now, there's a couple of funny things. I was, I was, you know, on this article that's talking about this Omega Supreme. I have to laugh. Do, do you remember the very first episode of the original Transformer series? Have, do you remember that at all? Oof, probably not. Okay, so in that original series, 
you got to see a lot of the Cybertronian versions of their transformation modes. So like Will Jack turned into this UFO looking thing. Bumblebee was this like futuristic car looking thing. <clears throat> you know, you got to see the Tetra jets. So, you know, Starscream and the other seekers were those triangle jets that we have in our hands with the toys. Soundwave turned into this. The best I could describe is a tower. <laughs> so he transformed into this tower that was kind of slightly angled and basically he was spying on the Autobots and then he transformed back and flew back to Decepticon base, whatever. It was really corny, but that's what it was. I'm laughing because this picture, this guy posted in the comment section of this Omega Supreme figure shows Soundwave, the new Soundwave that we just got. He altered him, you know, transformed him, mistransformed him, I guess I should say, to make him look like that tower from the original cartoon series. And I'm like, holy crap, that actually looks like the tower. So I'll have to link this picture as well because I think that, and I'll link a comparison picture of the, the what I'm talking about from the cartoon series because I think that's the, that's pretty cool. I, matter of fact, I think that's how I'm going to start transforming my sound wave from now on. <laughs> but do you have any other news that you want to talk about? Um, I guess it's not news, but since I've been since the Affinity Wars coming, I mean not Affinity War, End Games coming up next month. Uh, I've been seeing online. And also on other social media sites, that the Endgame wave is out. So if you guys want to pick up your Endgame figures, check your WalMarts and Targets. Mostly WalMarts. I've been seeing WalMarts having their display up for for the Endgame movie. My Walmart has nothing but the new wave of Black Panther, and I mean, I'm talking about two of every figure. <laughs> wow. Which you know, it's 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 cool, but I don't think anybody's buying them because I think those figures have been there forever. I'm just like, God, why do I don't understand? And it's just probably me not understanding how these stores work and how they order product, but I just don't understand how their pegs can be filled up with all these toys that no one wants and they just miss out on all the other stuff. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, me either. Um, I guess one last thing I could talk about is so that with, with the wave of studio line transformers that came out, the, the Optimus prime movie or the, I guess the G1 inspired movie Optimus Prime that I picked up. There's also two other figures in that line that came out that I want to get. Um, I can't afford them right now because I'm jobless, but I'm hoping they'll still be there when when I do acquire another career and start making money again. But the figures are two of the Constructicon figures, and I did not know that these studio figures were actually going to form Devastator. Yeah, I, I thought like Devastator was going to come all out. All at once, this massive thing, which they talked about, I think this Toy Fair or a last or the um, re- last Power, uh, not Power Ranger convention, uh, the Botcon. They talked about like Devastator is going to be this massive thing, and they had like the prototype and like uh, images of Devastator, and then once you get them, you can disassemble them, make the little all the other ones. But now I'm knowing. Now I guess we're knowing that it's just single pieces now, which I'm fine with because that means I don't have to drop two hundred eighty dollars all at one time. You know, I have months to collect this figure. But I guess I missed that because I'm sitting there looking at the figures, and you know, on the side of the boxes, all the the side art of the boxes shows the character's face or the character in, in some pose or whatever. But on the sides of these these Devastator boxes, it shows Devastator, and I'm like. No way. So I went home and looked it up, and sure as crap, they combine. I'm like, holy crap, where, where was I? How did I miss this news? Well, two of the figures are out right now, and there's going to be like eight figures that form this giant, massive devastator. So 
the two figures that are out right now are forgive me i probably don't remember any of their names because they're not the original not all of them are the original constructicon names but i think it was like long haul or scrapper or something like that um there's two of them out one's 30 dollars and one's 20 dollars and one forms the bottom portion of his left arm the other one forms the bottom left leg so there you go if you didn't know those were out or if you didn't know those forms devastator from the movie I would recommend go pick them up. I mean, eventually you're going to have a complete devastator. It's going to be eight, eight transformers that makes this giant machine. And you know, they're going to release them eventually all this year over the course of this year. So yeah, I think that's going to be a fun little, a fun little build for people that, especially that people that like the movie. I'm not a big fan of the movie, but I thought that was a cool design for, for that transformer. But the question is, are we going to get the, uh, the brass balls? No, but I'm sure those are easy to make. All right, Hasbro, if you don't make an add-on kit for this Devastator, I'm going to be very upset. All right, well, we're going to come to the point of the episode where we're going to cover our main topic, and today we're just kind of talking about origin stories, how we got into collecting. So, Jose and I both collect toys. Jose is more, I guess you would say, a niche collector. You kind of collect pretty much the same lines. So, like, you, you collect just, you concentrate on certain lines, right? Where I, if I see something that I like, I'm going to grab it. So there are main lines that I like to collect. Um, but, you know, like those DC Primal Age figures, I saw them. I thought they were cool. I picked them up. Um, so I, I wouldn't really call myself a niche collector, um, but more a generalized collector. I'm, I'm niche when it comes to like Star Wars Black and Transformers. But again, I, I collect anything. But how did you get started in toy collecting what got you obsessed with these little plastic figures that we love so much i guess i was probably say seven or eight um my big thing i was collecting or wanting to get when i was little was the batman animated series figures and the uh batman forever uh figures that was like the big thing and also jurassic park figures it was like the three the two the two things i, I wanted like collected and played with because they were so cool and unique, especially the Batman figures, the, the animated series, because you have regular Batman, you have Batman with a giant claw, then you have Batman that goes underwater, Batman that flies. Yeah, it's funny. You said those are so cool and unique, and those are some of the things that a lot of us collectors are like, ah, we'll pass. <laughs> I don't need Arctic Blast Batman. <laughs> I was that kid. Like, I wanted every single Batman. I had the, the vehicles, the Batwing, the Batmobile. I even have the Batman and Robin um, wind-up bikes. You just like put on the floor, you wind up, and just take off um for the batman forever i had the the boat from the movie the batwing from from the movie uh the two-face with the king with a little like plastic half dollar like the one side perfect the other side all scratched up and all the other batman's version of that one the batman with the cape batman with the little glider robin with the uh with the changeable outfit you could change them to like uh, dick Grayson and put out little pieces of armor on them to make them robin so pretty much any single, every single Batman figure that the company ever made or think of, I pretty much had one of those. Now you're talking about a, a figure that you can kind of remove the clothes and make them into Robin. I remember a figure that came out. Oh, I guess it was during Batman Returns. It was of it was a Bruce Wayne, and you can actually snap off or snap on armor, and he becomes Batman. Really pathetic looking fit Batman, if you ask me, but. I thought it was really cool. I had that figure. And when you took all the armor off of him, he looked like uh, like basically Bruce Wayne wearing a sweatshirt. It was kind of weird. Like, you never seen Bruce Wayne wear that in the movie. <laughs> um, 
but I just I just thought it was kind of a cool figure, and you reminded me of that because I, the one thing I remember about it is when you put the mask on him. Now, picture a '90s toy. You know, it's going to be. It's not going to look fantastic. Like you're not going to snap these pieces on, and it looks like an awesome, sleek-looking Batman. The mask looked like something you would see out of like the Dark Knight Returns, like this massive helmet that placed on top of his head. Um, but yeah, I just when you when you talked about that Robin figure, you just kind of reminded me of that Batman figure, and now I kind of want to get that again. What else? Well, yeah, also the Jurassic Park figures. I pretty much had to add every single figure. Try to get like the, the the jeeps, the cars, all the all the dinosaurs, especially the T Rexes. But they were too expensive when when they first came out. So like no, my like my dad, my parents bought me just raptors and other smaller dinosaurs. Like I want the T Rex. I know it's too expensive, but here's like three raptors you can play with. I I didn't know, and I guess this might have been just me obl- being oblivious to the to the movie, but I didn't realize that uh, Jurassic Park actually had a toy line back when it first came out. I believe the company was Kenner. Kenner Toys was the I guess the lead of making the Jurassic Park toys until. I think two, it stopped, and then I believe it was Mattel that took it over. And then uh-huh. lots of licensing, and then Hasbro made the uh, Jurassic uh, Lost World toys. Not Lost World, um, uh, Jurassic World toys. And then and then somehow, like, they stopped making them, and then Mattel got it back and started doing the Lost uh, Fallen Kingdom figures, which looked amazing. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I knew about the more modern versions. I just didn't realize that there was, there was, uh, original figures so yeah that's kind of cool um how how did you support your hobby did was it just your parents buying you stuff you telling them what you wanted and them going out and getting it for you or was it did your dad just come home one day and say hey look son i got you you know jurassic park figures and you're like oh my god i love these and that's how you got into it i think it's pretty much um asking my parents or going to toys r us looking through the toil if i got like if i was well behave at school or well behave at home. I'm like, Ari, right, Ari, right, I get to pick at least maybe two items from the from the shit from Toys R Us. So uh-huh. I would pick one one Batman figure and then one Jurassic Park figure. So that's how like they would. That's how I s- supported my habit. If I was really good at school, <laughs> I was able to get toys or or birthdays or Christmas. I would make a list and like, oh, I want I want this, I want this, and. I want this. I want this. I want this. I think my parents, my mom especially, got tired of hearing me say that when I was younger. I want. I want. I want. <laughs> and then have them say like, "Well, you want, but do you need it?" <laughs> I always get that. Do you, you want it, but do you need it? And like, I like, I think about it. And I'm like, yeah, I need it because this guy needs to fight this guy. My mom always had this saying, and I don't know where the heck it came from. I'm gonna have to try to investigate it. But she goes, "Do you know what happened to want?" Or you know what happened to want, don't you? And I'd be like, what? She was like, it got the hell beat out of him. <laughs> I never understood where she got that from, but she would always say that to me when I was like, I want it. So, <laughs> but so yeah. So as you got older, did you fall out of collecting toys or did you always just stay a collector? Um, after I got a little bit older, I stopped collecting toys. I, bought Legos till I figured like oh they're like they don't seem childish since you can build them themselves and they look pretty cool so I started collecting Legos and then I think towards middle school I just stopped collecting toys or or Legos but once I got uh, once I got older I had made my own money I figured I saw people buying these figures and look really 
amazing and more detailed. I'm looking, I'm, you know, thinking to myself, like, how come I didn't have anything like this when I was a kid? So I figure, you know, I'll buy a couple of these just to have them display, you know, in my room. And then finally open them, open them some up and then figure out, wait, if you collect the whole series, you can make another figure. And that's why I started collecting uh, Marvel Legends. So, so Marvel Legends, did you collect it back when it was just the Spider-Man line? Or did you start collecting it when it became Marvel Legends proper by Toy Biz? Uh, I started collecting. I had a few of like the um, Toy Biz figures, the ones that came with the actual comic book, or the ones that came with the uh, the Marvel trading card game back mm-hmm. in early two thousand, I believe. And then I dropped off. I stopped collecting those. And then once Hasbro got the licensing to make the Marvel Legends figures, that's why I started collecting again because they more detail, more articulation, and that's why I started collecting the movie line for Marvel Legends. Okay. So do you see yourself, how, how long do you see yourself still doing this hobby? Do you see, see yourself doing this well into your fifties, sixties, or do you think this will be something that will eventually die out? Um, I probably see myself probably still collecting until I start getting dementia. <laughs> He's in a nursing home. Go give me another figure. It's going to make me happy, Clarence. Where's my credit card? I got to order at Amazon. So I'm pretty sure when I'm... Holy shit, they're releasing a wave of Avengers 16. <laughs> all right, all right. I need any. It's free shipping. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, with me, it was very similar. Um, I started collecting when I was... Well, I can't really say I started collecting. So I got into toys a long time ago. I used to have a crap ton of star Wars figures. My mom would go to the store and she would always come home with two of the same figures. One for me, one for my brother. And my brother used to do this thing where he would leave his in the package and he would play with mine. So he was really smart. I didn't realize he was a collector at the time. I didn't understand what that was. Um, but he would, uh, he would, uh, like I said, leave one in the package and, um, he would, play with mine and i would have like these i would have like this i remember having like an amazing collection of star wars figures i had play sets i had vehicles i had action figures i i I just remember having all of this stuff and one day i came home and my mom had thrown it all away or she said she threw it away she may have given it away i don't know but i didn't have any more star wars figures and when i questioned her about it she claimed that i was having a conversation with someone under the bed and it freaked her out so she got rid of all my star wars figures because she thought those were causing my problems (laughs) so i was in a funk i was sad i just lost my entire star wars collection just massive collection that i remember having having now it may not have been as big as i'm remembering it but i do remember several play sets and i do remember several vehicles and i do remember having tons and tons of figures you know now mind you this is from a memory of a five-year-old my dad comes home one day and he hands me this big purple box it's purple and black and I look at it, and it's this chrome-looking gun on the inside. And I'm like, what is Transformers? This, this thing's called a Megatron, Megatron, what, what is this, you know? Opened it up, looked at the instructions, and saw that this gun could convert into a robot. And I was like, no way. Pulled this gun out. It clicked. It was everything. It looked just like a real freaking gun. I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. And then it turned into a robot. My mind was blown. <laughs> I was like, there are toys 
that can convert into these type of things. So, I mean, I had to have them. Um, I would start going out to the toy stores with my dad and my mom, and I would always go down the aisles and I would see the Transformers, and I'd be like, I need to have this, I need to have this, I need to have this. Then I found out there was a cartoon series. Got obsessed with the cartoon series. And the cartoon series didn't help with my obsession because every time they introduced a new character, guess what? There was a new toy that came along with that character. <laughs> so started collecting Transformers. I guess you could say at this point I was collecting them. I mean, I was I was more of a kid playing with these things than I was a collector. I've lost pieces. I've scratched them up. If you would see my original Megatron figure, he looks horrendous. The arms are screwed back on. Legs are like glued together it's just it's horrible but he was a very loved toy i played the crap out of it um and then from there you know i started getting some more star wars figures again so my parents started buying me some star wars figures and around the time that was right after return of the jedi came out so i started getting some of the return of the jedi figures and some of the ewok toys and then there was also the droid toy line so i got several of those characters um and then I started getting things like Voltron and other things. I, I started getting into a whole bunch of stuff. I collected Robocop figures. I had all sorts of things. Brave Star, Silverhawks. Uh, and then I got older. And I noticed that I kind of strayed away from all that for a while. And it wasn't until probably high school. It might have been it might have been my eighth grade year. Eighth or ninth grade year. I can't remember exactly when. But uh, Power of the Force came out. Um, they came back out with the new power of the force uh, line from star Wars. And it was like these buff looking versions of star Wars figures. And I was like, Holy crap, I'm going to be a millionaire. I need to start buying these and just leave them in the packages. So I started buying all these star Wars figures and I'm sure just like every other kid or adult collector at the time I had, and I shit you out now, I had hundreds and hundreds of figures that I no longer have. I sold them all in a garage sale for like 10 bucks because they were worthless. They were, you know, some figures probably fetched you two, three bucks. Um, but I bought these figures thinking that one day I was going to be sitting on a gold mine of Star Wars figures. And maybe, maybe so. Maybe years from now, one of those figures are going to be worth something. But at the time of me getting rid of them because I had to move, it, you know, they weren't worth anything to me. <laughs> so um, I started collecting those. And then um, a new show came out on TV by Mainframe called Beast Wars. And it brought back memories of Transformers. Uh, and I just kind of fell in love with the show. And then I found out they started making toys of this show. And my Transformer obsession was back. I started buying all these Beast War figures. And I had tons and tons of Beast War figures. Now, I would only collect figures that actually appeared on the show. I didn't like collecting any of the random figures that they made. Oh, I collected those. <laughs> yeah, see, I only collected the guys that actually appeared on the show because I loved the show. And I just wanted the characters from the show. Um, but yeah, I, I've had all those figures and I actually ended up selling that collection as well, which is sad because I kind of miss it. I wish I would have kept them, but that's kind of my origin story. That's how I got into collecting was it was all because of a freaking transforming pistol. And now I'm just spending money as a freaking 40 year old man buying stuff. But do I ever see myself stop collecting? Probably not. Um, I'm probably going to try to, you know, and I think I've said this before on past episodes that I'm trying to slow down. I'm trying to just get myself collecting certain things because I shouldn't be spending money on all this stuff because it's just plastic. Yes, it may go up in value one day, but it's a risk that it may not. Um, yes, it looks good on a display shelf, but that's really all it's doing is sitting on a display shelf. I could probably be spending my money on other things. So I need to 
slow down on my collecting hobby and just focus on a line or two, um, which I think would only be Transformers and Star Wars. But I think that's where I'm at right now. And there may be a time where Transformers suck. I doubt it because they just seem to be getting more and more awesome. Um, there may be a time when Star Wars sucks. But again, I doubt it because those figures seem to be getting more and more awesome. So I don't know. I don't know where I'll be at in a couple of years. Yeah, um, same way for me. Like I probably, probably, I'll probably slow down just a bit, but not like I'll stick to the things I collect, like Marvel Legends. Also picking up like I'm def I'm picking up more Transformers because the Siege uh, line it's phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know who came up with the idea for War for Cybertron Siege, but I'm glad that person did because this is probably the best Transformer line of the regular lines that has come out. It's it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So that's pretty much those two things I'm picking up. Uh, probably when Hasbro releases their Power Ranger stuff, I'll collect a few of those figures, the ones I like. Certain certain Rangers I'll collect. See, you had to bring that up because now I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I want Tommy and I want Zed. And, but see, if I got those, I would only collect the Mighty Morphin guys. Yeah, same here. I want to collect the weird like spinoff versions of like space or maybe space as I stopped. That's the uh, series I stopped, watched, got through and stopped. But the other weird ones like Dino Charge or Samurai stuff, like nah, I'll just take the Mighty Morphin, maybe Turbo and then space. Oh, there's so much stuff. See, and I'm still waiting to see what their Zords are going to look like. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, Star Wars and Transformers and Power Rangers and He-Man and... <sighs> But mainly Star Wars and Transformers is what I'm going to try to stay focused on. And maybe DC when uh, uh, Todd McFarlane finally uh, releases the uh, his prototype figures he's been talking about. You know, about. I okay, I, I don't want to go too much off on a tangent here, but if they're anything like the Stranger Thing figures, I don't want them. No? N- no, not at all. Because <laughs> they're just, yeah, I just, no. I... I hope Tom McFarlane actually makes a real action figure and not just a little mini statue, but we'll see what he does. But do you have any final thoughts before we close up this episode? Um, no, no, no final thoughts. I, well, I guess there's one. I'm going to be at, um, WonderCon this weekend taking photos. At the time of this recording, you will be at WonderCon, but at the time of the posting, you would have already been at WonderCon. So how was WonderCon predictions? So when this episode comes out, we can see if they come true. WonderCon was amazing. I took a lot of photos for, for Tableau Geek. You guys check those out. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, I just know that I'm going to spend a lot of money on the last day of the con. That's like usually my routine when I go to these conventions. I usually, first day, kind of scope around the vendors, kind of make friends with them. And then usually the last day, it's when I kind of haggle for prices and stuff for certain figures. So hopefully I might get the entire... Uh, Endgame wave for a good price, or at least the Loki and Corpus Blade two pack. Well, I wish you luck on that. So I'm predicting now that you are going to find that, and on the next episode we're going to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of Five Points of Articulation. You can find the notes for this show and more geeky content by heading to tippleofgeek.com. Also, why don't you head over to our YouTube channel so you can check out our show. Also, why don't you head over to our YouTube channel and check out our show, Temple of the Geeks Toy Chest. There we review, a, review an action figure each week, and I don't know, you might see something that you like. Well, join us next week to hear us babble on about more action figure nonsense. I've been Daniel. I've been Jose. And we'll see you next time. And now we have a podcast about toys. Toys. toys.